Hey everybody, welcome to Burke Reviews Top 5 Movies. I'm John Burke, and with me, as always, is Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And Michael Sanchez. Hello. And this is our first episode of 2019. I'm sorry, Corey, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Oh, I was just laughing. It oh, was okay. so sad sounding. Uh, it's the Eeyore. Um, so, our first it, it, episode... It fits with the theme. <laughs> it does. Our Word. first episode of 2019 uh, is going to be looking back at the movies we watched in 2018 and which ones we wish we, well, hadn't watched that we could return. Um, and they don't have to have come out in 2018, although they definitely could have. They could have been any movie we watched over the course of the year um, that we wish we hadn't. And uh, that's why we say top five movies we wish we could return. So before we get into our list uh, this week, let's just catch up. Uh, did you guys have a good new year? Yes, we did. Thanks for having us over, by the way. I, I meant to thank you, and we never did. Oh, well, no. Th- thanks for coming. It made New Year a good way to bring in, uh, you know, 2019, because I get to spend time with, with people I enjoy being around instead of being at some giant party with people I don't know. So <laughs> It was, and we got to watch uh, Hearts Beat Loud. Yes. And uh, we just watched Sing Street again today. Oh, great. There's a lot so that good. I forgot. There's a lot I forgot. Yeah, um, I love that but... movie. I will tell you, you warned me about the carbs. That oh, that messed me up. I thought I would be okay, but I think I became, you know, like that Tommy Boy scene when he's trying to get the shrimp. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I was kind of like that. Oh, after, after a while, you didn't get to see it. It was not pretty because I got a little upset, and then I think I ran the whole roller coaster a gamut of emotion, carb emotion. I, I'll I do that for sure. Um... Yeah. No, I, but it's not you. I knew, I knew what I was getting into. You warned me, but I I'm an adult and I did it anyway. So. Yeah, it was the last night before New Year, so we had basically just like finger foods, uh, frozen pizzas and mod sticks and jalapeno poppers. It so was all like, the delicious things that you usually don't. Well, and they then, were they were delicious. They, they were, were really and, good and oof. And Mike's wife bought a amazing red velvet cake from our <laughs> local supermarket. Um, nothing nothing quite like a good piece of tail. It was Publix, yeah. Oh, jealous. Yeah, and it was uh, it was outstanding, but um, they left it with us, which made it worse. <laughs> um, I do that every time I bake something. I do not take it home. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, we didn't technically didn't bake it. However, I because mm, I love we, sweets. Well, didn't we ask for a big? We asked for a big piece, and we got a big piece. Yeah, I did. And and I couldn't even finish what was left over from Rachel's big piece. That's why I didn't ask for a piece. I cut a gigantic piece for Rachel. <laughs> um, and um, can we kick? We'll just have to. That's like the Pee Wee Herman word of the day now. Pee Wee's Playhouse. The piece. Piece. All right, that'll be it. Um, I think we used to do that when we first started doing the podcast. Um, <laughs> did we really? I feel like we did something weird like that. Uh, I mean, you would do number two, uh, the number two work for thing. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, I, I, that sounds weird. <laughs> you got to rephrase yeah. it. <laughs> okay, you're right, you're right. Um, <laughs> you would use the uh, Austin Powers quote from, about who does number two work for uh, whenever we would get to the number two. 
Um, yeah, it's funny. Uh, this is our, th- uh, we're going to be hitting our third year anniversary here soon. Um, I think it'll be, it's either March or April that we started doing top five back in 2016. So, uh, we have, we started, we were weekly and now we do this bi-weekly just mainly to accommodate our schedules. We, we all have busy work lives and it's not always easy to, to make these lists up. Um, but you know, this, the beginning of the year is always a lot of fun. Uh, because we we get to look back at all the movies we watched um, for the previous year, and uh, you know talk about the bad ones, but then next week we get to talk about the good ones, the ones that really stood out, and it's always uh, it's a lot of fun to do that. Episode. It, hmm? That's the, my favorite episode. Yeah, the it's good it. the good stuff. Yeah, the good yes. stuff is good to talk about. I mean, but with, like someone told me, and I'm pretty sure it's one of my students. With all where there's light, you have to have dark. Which I'm not sure where they were going with that, but. Well, but they're completely right. Yeah, uh, the idea of contrast. If we didn't have oh, yeah. the horrible movies, um, one, it would make the less horrible but still not great movies be the horrible movies, and that would suck. Um, and then, you know, uh, it gives us something to, to give a scale to. Like, these are the bottom of my movies. Now, um, I did, with my list, um, I did pick... Uh, most of my movies are things I that are out in 2018, um, but that wasn't my choice. That was just by coincidence. They happened to be the worst, but just, uh, to be clear, I saw 169 of the releases from 2018. Um, and I think I will be up to 170 when I watch death of Stalin, uh, tonight or tomorrow. So, um, which I rented from Redbox. but so I've seen a lot of movies that came out in 2018. Like, that's just the 2018 releases. In total, I watched 385 movies in the the calendar year of 2018. So, I've got a lot to whittle down. Um, And I would say, for the most part, 2018 had some really great movies, but there were some big stinkers that came out last year, which I'll be uh, highlighting on my list. Um, But that said... uh, if you've never listened to the show before, we make our list in secret. Um, we don't share anything until we start talking on the podcast. So we are going to be revealing these to each other for the very first time. Um, we also like to have uh, the freedom to say whatever we want about these movies. Uh, so, Corey? Guys, you can go to BurkeReviews.com and check out each of our top, or I guess... Bottom. <laughs> bottom five. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ooh, movies. That weird I know it doesn't sound nice, so I like stopped. Yeah, the lowest um, five. <laughs> the lowest five. Um, you know that we watched this year. Otherwise, full steam ahead. We will be talking about these movies in great detail. You've been warned. And it, it is always possible that we don't say too much because, especially with these, we might not even remember. Maybe we've blacked out on some of them. <laughs> Try to block it. Yeah. Um, but uh, right. this week, Corey's going to go first. Mike will go second. I will go third. Um, I'm not sure if we can do what we normally do here. Uh, we like to guess if how many of Mike's movies we've seen. Um, but I, I would say I've seen all of them, most likely. Um, if, it, if, if all of your movies came out in 2018, I would be very surprised if you saw stuff I didn't. Um, with the exception of a few of the Netflix things, because there are a lot of Netflix new ones that I skipped. Bet, bet, bet. All right, let's go. Uh, Corey, how many of Mike's movies do you think you've seen? Yeah, I'll go... Mm. Mm, two. two. I'm going to go big. I'm going to say all five. Uh, I'm going to play the bit, odds. Bit. <laughs> I mean, but you are right. I have said that you're, you're 
these are all from this year, unless I miscalculated. Yep. So, so I'm, I'm taking, actually I'm taking a well, chance. Well, I'm actually. Yeah, I mean, it's not too bad of a chance. I'm just actually going through because I hadn't built an honorable mentions, but that given that broader scheme where it's not limited to 2018, I'm going to include some because I saw some really bad ones even recently. Um, so I've got two more that I'm going to add. Mm. So if you hear clicking, it's because I'm adding to my list only right. honorable mentions. Ah, gotcha. Well, with that, let's start. Uh, Corey, what is your number five uh, movie you wish you could return that you watched in 2018? Well, it's a movie from 2017 that was as punishment for one of our... I don't remember what it was. It was for the um, uh, the Oscar challenge from last year. <laughs> Probably. Okay. And this is from Sean. He made us watch Boo to Medea Halloween. No. <laughs> I'm glad that you... Well, I, it's like uh. a double-edged sword. It's like I'm glad you made us watch it as part of Movie Club because I just was not... You know, I just wasn't... Uh able to like work myself up to watch it yeah so yeah. then i had to but then it's like we could have watched a good movie yes um it, i just don't understand why the tyler perry movies are popular i don't think they're funny i don't think that they're well acted i don't think the stories are i i mean i've only seen like bits and pieces of a couple of others because some of my family members like them yeah and i just not a fan yeah uh my wife likes some of the tyler perry movies i'm gonna mike i'm gonna jump ahead of you only because my number five is also Boo 2, A Medea Halloween, um, from 2017. So it, it is my only movie on my top five, or bottom five, that is uh, not from 2018. Um, it, it, I, let's, to, to go through the stats here, it has a 17 Metascore, um, which a critical acclaim for comedies is never that strong anyways. But it has a 3.8 IMDb user score. So even the fans of the, the Tyler Perry franchise don't seem to like this particular one. Um, and it is worthy to note, in 2019, uh, Medea's funeral is happening, I believe. And my understanding is that it will be the last Medea movie. Um, he's, he's retiring the character. I feel like he'll bring it back. It makes too much money. Well, it but they haven't been. That's the thing. The last couple have, have really lost the quality. Um, this movie... <laughs> was so bad um now we have a whole episode where the three of us and i think sean was on it as well uh talk about this movie and how much we didn't care for it um i don't think any of us liked it but there's a an actress in it named lexi pantera uh, pantera i think <laughs> that her imdb bio and i have to say this because i think this just it, it embodies this movie this is her bio on imdb conceived in the back of a 69 cutlass born alexis layla aspsar as a baby, Lexi Pantera began utilizing her stunning features and sweet disposition to mastermind and manipulate those around her to get what she wanted. Hence, her nickname, Lex Luthor, was appropriately given to her by her father at age two. So, that is how the actress, who is one of the, the leads in Medea, uh, Boo 2 of Medea Halloween, sorry, get the title right, um, has her bio. Uh, so... It just speaks to the caliber of, of talent that you get in this movie. Yeah. Um, it is really bad. You get uh, Yusef Arakat, who I think is a YouTuber or something like that. Um, it is it is so bad. And Tito Ortiz is a co-star. So lots to say. Uh, this movie was torture. It was picked by Sean, uh, Big Tuna on film, who writes for I'm Pop Axiom. 
sure he hates us. That's all that I can <laughs> oh, deduce yeah, from that. It's like clear some. Clearly. I mean, you could just tell me. <laughs> I mean, what, what, who, which of us hurt you, Big Tuna? I know. What have, we, what have we done to deserve this? In fact, it was so bad that I blocked it from my mind. It didn't even make my honorable mentions list. Wow. Did, yeah, it was bad. I don't want to remember. We've brought all these memories. I'm triggered. I don't yeah. know how I can do the rest of the list. You know, I, um, I have PTSD, Medea PTSD. We have... That is a real thing. Top five movies, we have done three challenges over the last three years. We did a, the Summer Movie Challenge the first time in 2017. I won, and I had you guys watch Hudson Hawk. And <sighs> while both Leaps of and you, downs better than Medea. Yes. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they, they was, and to, the really most important part, though, is that I genuinely like that movie, even though I understand that it technically is a bad movie. It's one that I enjoy. Now, Big Tuna does not enjoy Boo 2. So it was literally <laughs> chosen as torture. And then Mike won the summer movie wager uh, this past summer. And he's picked a movie that he loves, um, a 24-hour party, people, if I'm not mistaken, yes. right? Yes, yeah, that's I what that right was just... Ooh, and, you have it in hand? It's like I got it out a while ago when we talked about it so I, so I could show it to John. Yeah, we still need to all watch that. but um, I need to watch it again. I, I don't even know if it's streaming again. And um, I know it was. I, it was for a while, and I, I'm like kicking myself if it's not free anymore because I'm gonna end up having to buy it. But, um, and then this year, and I was gonna talk about this at the end of the episode, but I'm gonna just mention it real quick. Instead of top five movies doing the Oscar draft, um, uh, Big Tuna, myself, and Matt from what I watched tonight, we're gonna do a uh, sight versus sight versus sight challenge for the Oscars. Um, and I am I am afraid that Sean was gonna go for the jugular again. If he wins, and to be completely honest, he's got a good chance of winning. Um, the kid is, like, ridiculous when it comes to the Oscar picks. Uh, so I don't know um, if it's a wise choice on my part. But uh, it will be released as a Burke Reviews podcast, but it will not be officially a top five um, episode. It'll just be a bonus episode for Burke Reviews movie cast. So, uh, listeners, get ready for that. That should be coming in a couple of weeks, right before the Oscar uh nominations are announced and tonight guys while we're recording this is the golden globe so when you hear this this will be four days after the golden globes but the golden globes are starting in like 30 40 minutes um so we'll have a better idea of what uh movies to expect to get oscar nominations after tonight as well um but that is uh cory's number five is boo two and medea's halloween and my number five we skipped over mike so we got to go back now mike what is your number five okay well this one I, I, okay, I, I just I, I admittedly really, really wanted to give this one a try because I am a Jennifer Garner fan, and twas not to be. Sadly, ah. it just was a mess all around, and the mess I'm referring to is peppermint. I knew that said Jennifer Garner. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know that she's had a whole lot. And I, I mean, I really do like her, and part of me also because I was really looking forward, especially with Eli Roth's involvement with death wish and that turned out to be a stinker yeah it was uh and 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 even so that i've stayed away from even trying to attempt it uh, yet we went actually it wasn't by my choice i think it was my wife that chose peppermint which i'm like okay she doesn't pick a whole lot in fact she was the one that prompted us to watch sing street so i'm like yes i will totally watch that again uh anyway that that whole death witch comparison that's a whole nother story in itself but to be truthful actually on my first viewing i think i really dug it i really got into it but then as i 
kind of went through and processed it more and thought about it and kind of mulled it over and digested it even further, I, I started to get this guilty feeling sinking in. And then I was thinking maybe on my first viewing is a whole lot more forgiving than I likely should have been because there was so much wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's talented is the thing. And I would, I can buy her in that kind of character. Not, However, not taking the shift from a overworked banking person. I guess she was a banker. I can't remember. I, I don't even remember that part. Quickly, well, I guess quickly, in the, in the span of five years movie time, changing over to being the angel of the streets that she was. Yeah. Because she was pretty hardcore, and she had, I mean, that's the kind of stuff she was doing. Uh, I actually should have gotten her killed at least several times, but we are in the movies. So, uh, you know, my suspension of disbelief was thrown out the window. I, tr- I gave her a chance and uh, no, uh, it, it yeah. just didn't work for me. And I, I thought it had a higher rating. No, there's another one on my list that had a higher rating than I expected, but yeah, I, I tried and it just left me wanting. This is not in my honorable mentions or in my uh, top five, but it is a horrible movie. I was, I was not a fan. Um, I, I would say I suffered through this in the theater um, I, I am not as, uh, favorable towards Garner. I, t- I find a lot of times her performances to be kind of bland and I would even go as far to say vanilla, um, of a performance. Mm-hmm. Um, she, there's a few exceptions. Like I think she was cast correctly in Juno, but I think that character mm-hmm. is vanilla. Is vanilla. And, uh, I don't, I think she's awful as Electra in both Daredevil and Electra. Ugh. Um, I liked you know, her in thirteen going on thirty. Yes, good movie yeah. uh, for that that performance. Um, I think fits, and I thought she was really really good in I uh, in Love Simon from last year, um, as the mom. But it was a small part. Uh, but she's really good in that role. I thought this movie. Um, I hoped it would be entertaining at least, and especially because John Gallagher Jr. is in it, who I'm a big fan of. Um, I don't like him in this movie either. Uh, I'm not saying he did a bad job, but he's not. Um, it's not his best performance. It kind of feels like he's phoning it in. Like, he's like, yeah, all right, I guess I'll do this movie. Um, he's in some really great indie films from last year. Uh, but man, this movie was torture. There's this really awkward scene that involves, like, men watching, uh, adult, like, sex situations with Method Man. That was just, uh, it's so bad. It's such a trash film. And it's a little on the racist side. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that was another point I didn't really want to bring up, but it really is now that I think about it. Maybe that's what it was. I felt, I felt targeted. I I think I I don't want to, well, we, we have spoilers. The only thing about the movie that maybe redeems a little bit of the racism is John Ortiz's character as the detective because, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they make you think he's going to be the, uh, the, Mm -hmm, the, mm -hmm. the dirty cop and he's not. Um, so at least that's a bonus, I guess, that, like, the, the Latino cop isn't the dirty cop uh, in the world of, like, the cartel-type stuff that she's going into. Um, but, yeah, I, I also did not like this movie. But, hey, I'm one for one with your uh, your picks, Mike. Um, Corey, I take it uh, you did not choose to suffer through this film, right? No, the, the trailers couldn't even make it look good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I concur. Um, not a fan. Um Again, it's got a 6.5 IMDb user rating, so I, I feel like some people just forgive because the story is, it's the Punisher story. You know, his her family's gunned down mm-hmm, and she mm-hmm. recovers and goes after them for justice. That's It's hard to say that story's bad because you want 
the victim to be vindicated. But the execution of the movie and the story, uh, there are better versions of this for sure. Um, so you, it's okay to be critical, guys. Everything that has a sympathetic um, note does not have to be uh, liked or an empathetic note. You don't have to like it. So, all right. Uh, Corey, I hope you're ready because we got to come back to you now because we're on your yeah. number four. So I'm ready. So I'm really thankful for Movie Club <laughs> because I blank out sometimes when I'm making these lists. So I could just go through our old episodes and just look at the movies we watched. But yep. also, it gives me more to pull from because it gives me like a whole another 52 movies for the year. I absolutely, with all of my guts, hated 2004's Phantom of the Opera. Ah, that's right. I don't understand why people like this movie. The music ba- is bad. The acting is bad. Just there's nothing, nothing that, nothing, nothing. Andrew <laughs> Butler and Patrick Wilson. I'm just like, why? Why are you doing this? Um, it's directed by Joel Schumacher, who uh, is no, a director. Say, say yeah, no more. That's the director I have a tumultuous relationship with because of the Batman debacle. Um, but uh, I didn't hate this movie as much as Corey. Although I did learn something, Mike. Uh, she hates musicals as a general rule because we did a whole month yeah. of musicals and she was not happy with me. It was absolutely <laughs> torture. And I said never again. Yeah, uh, she has put the kibosh uh, on yeah. that. But... Um, Emma Rosam, who is uh, currently on Shameless on Showtime. I think um, she's or, done now. I think she might be done, I believe, as well. But um, she I didn't know she was a singer because, until this movie, and she was the highlight of the film. Now, I, I think the story is not very good, in my opinion, which I know is, like, blasphemy. People love The Phantom of the Opera. I, I didn't. Um, I mean, we, we've had how many, somehow many treatments of that. Oh, so, so many. And people love it. Um, I, I found it not so great of a story and it's it's kind of twisted and i don't get the the love element of it but um she was really really good uh patrick wilson and gerard butler uh have moments but yeah ultimately it's ridiculous um but people do like it it only has a 40 meta score but a 7.3 imdb user score um that's not on my list i I just since i watched it with Corey, i had to chime in um mike have you ever seen uh phantom of the opera I didn't even know it was out, and I think it's a good thing because uh, uh, why? Why would I? Well, yeah, it's from 2004. I mean, it's been out for. Oh, oh, oh okay, that one. All right. Yeah, uh, yeah, I did, and I blocked it from my memory. So, ah, yeah. there you go. That yeah. was a long time. Ooh, jeez, that was. I'm long... 15 years, guys. Oh, jeez. Oh. But we watched it in 2018 for a movie club, so it's eligible for <clears throat> movies Corey wish she didn't have to watch. I'm wondering how many other musicals made it onto that list of years, Corey. That's. That's it, actually. Okay, because uh, we did you. You did. Um, I think you enjoyed. Uh, oh, I, why am I drawing a blank? What's the one set in New York? Um, that Steven Spielberg is remaking right now. Why is it not coming to me? I don't know. I did like that one. I didn't like a Star is Born. I didn't like West Side wow. Story. West Side Story. <gasps> what? No, what? Like why? Story. What? Oh. Spielberg what? doing West Side Story with the um, Ansel Elgort. I said I liked- I liked that one. No, I know, but why remake it? Well, oh, but yeah. Ansel Elgort is going to be uh, Tony, so you know, baby driver in there. Wait, um, what? But, yeah, yeah. Mm. Everything doesn't need to be remade all the time. Yeah, but you know, it gives us something Come to talk on. about. Spiel, no, Spiel, mm, Spielberg. He well, didn't. Mm, I get. You know happening. what? He, 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 he'll have to convince me. We'll have to see because that's one of those that I grew up with. Even I'll catch my son watching from time to time. 
I not on my prompting dance in that movie the gang the gang fight dancing yeah but yeah and even when they're at the dance the dance scene at the oh at the oh, gym. oh 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 all gotcha, of it gotcha. i loved all yeah, of it gotcha gotcha yeah all right, so Corey's number four is Phantom of the Opera from 2004, but she watched it in 2018. There is an episode of Movie Club if you want to hear all of our thoughts on that film uh, where Corey and I talk about it and what we liked and what we didn't. Um, that said, Mike, what is your number four movie you wish you could return? All right, well, sequels are typically tricky things, and this sequel is no exception. And that's the thing is, after my amazement that I was left with from... 10 Cloverfield Lane, the announcement of another film set in the same universe as my beloved Cloverfield left me ecstatic and I was ready. And the icing on the cake was, you know, Chris O'Dowd was in it, who I absolutely love and think is fantastic, obviously in the IT crowd. And (coughs) Get Shorty, which I'm in the middle of rewatching again. Thank goodness it's on Netflix, which I'm going to be a season behind. The TV series. TV series, yeah, it just I, I that was a tough sell on me because I really really like the um, the film treatment, but this one goes a whole. It just it, it's kind of the way uh, from Dust Till Dawn the TV series went a little different than what the film did. Mm-hmm. Uh, get Shorty the film TV series. I don't want to get too far off, but yeah. I definitely. I mean, I really. I, he is one of those guys that I've liked him in everything mm-hmm. except for the Cloverfield paradox, which I'm referring to this film literally destroyed all the joie, the viver that I'd gotten from the original and the very surprising sequel. I, I really, really tried giving this a go, ended up laughing out loud, honestly started wondering if we had been, I mean, a, a, a film version of Rickrolled because it just ended up I, I ended up finishing it out of spite and probably ended up needing something to drown out the anger and betrayal I felt at this it just it no it just there was so there was such hokiness and it really should have gone well and it didn't and it, it just didn't work all around I really thought it would because there's it, it I don't know. It just didn't fit. It didn't. It just didn't click with me. There were some toky moments. I mean, this is ripe for riff riffing. Uh, it is definitely so, watchable uh, uh, that way. I would believe th- this was a Netflix original, and it was the, the one of the biggest publicity stunts of 2018 because they announced it. I think the day of that they were going oh, yeah. to release it yeah. after the Super Bowl, um, right? Which I stayed up and watched it after the Super Bowl. Oof. Um, no, I couldn't do that uh, myself, and Big Tuna also did that, and. Uh, we are among the minority of critics that we actually both enjoyed this movie because of the mm. campiness. We found it uh, like a good time. Like we both had a good time watching it. Uh, we didn't watch it together, but we did watch it right after the Super Bowl. Um, also, I want to point out uh, the cast in general, not just Chris O'Dowd, but you have uh, Guga Mabath Raw, David Oloo, uh, Daniel Bruhl, and Mike. I don't know if you caught this, but there's a connection between this and Peppermint. John Ortiz is in both of those movies. Oh wow! See, I, I didn't catch that. Um, and. Uh, my current one of my favorite actresses from 2018, Elizabeth Debicki, which I forgot she was in this, but she's in Widows and is uh, amazing in Widows. So uh, now I've not rewatched this, and there is a chance my sleep deprivation uh, made me enjoy it more than I probably should have. But I take the Cloverfield movies um, to be tongue in cheek and campy and silly. Granted, Ten Cloverfield Lane isn't for a good chunk of it. But I think when you get to the ending, um, there's a, a bit of 
almost laughable. Like, it's still scary, and it holds that horror, I think, genuine. But, like, the whole spaceship element that shows up at the end of that movie was so surprising. Because we kind of... It felt like it was a different movie up until that point. And um, I think even, like, the way it ends, it's kind of laughable. Like, what? No way. Um, and that's... I kind of had that attitude going into Paradox. That it was... I was expecting it to be a little ridiculous and a little silly. And um, Chris O'Dowd, I still thought, was charming and funny um, in this movie. He, he was. And I do like... Uh, I really do like Elizabeth Debicki and the stuff I remember that she was in. I didn't realize that the writer, direct, writer producer, director... Sorry, he does a whole lot... Also, had worked on Twenty Two Jump Street and Mortal Kombat, which explains a few things. But mm. uh, at, at least, maybe as far as the hoaxing us, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to give. Uh, maybe I could give it another try. Going into maybe I should just write some riffs or look at it again. But yeah, I <laughs> forgot about that whole that whole stunt, and I was like, <gasps> but I wasn't staying up for that. I knew I'd be garbage the next day because yeah, uh, and, uh, no, yeah. It, it... You know, but it, it was for the I did it for the the blog. So, you know, um, I I I didn't hate it. Um, I also it's not like my top ten or the year or anything like that either. It's it's somewhere low in the in the hundred and sixty nine movies that I watched from last year. But it, I didn't hate it. Uh, it's definitely not in my top or my bottom ten um, that we're talking about here. But I'll tell you what is, Mike. You want to know what my number four is? Mm. Um, uh, there's going to be a trend that follows, and it is uh, Blumhouse's Truth or Dare. Um, <laughs> truth See, I didn't get to that one. Uh, and Blum, but Blumhouse usually has such oh, a decent. Yeah, they're they're usually good. That's one of the reasons I was excited about this. Also, I didn't realize it, uh, but when we were wa- at New Year's, we were watching the Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve, and Lucy Hale was uh, one of the hosts mm. for the the New mm-hmm. Orleans. She's the star, of Truth or Dare, uh, which is where I knew her from. Remember, like I said to Rachel, you you, you kind of place her. Yeah, and then later I was like, oh, got it. Um. Yeah, uh, directed by Jeff Wadlow. It also stars Tyler Posey, Violet Bean, Hayden Zetso, Sophia Ali. Uh, basically a bunch of people that you're probably not super familiar with, or at least I wasn't. Um, still am not. This movie, uh, I think the premise is really compelling of this like demonic truth or dare game where like uh, supernatural forces are making you play. But it, it breaks its own rules. It extends itself, I think, farther than it needs to. And um, the ending actually has a cool, like, twist surprise, but I was already so checked out that the ending didn't matter to me. I just wanted it to end, period. Um, it does have a 35 Metascore, a 5.1 IMDb user score, so even general users didn't love this. It's a horror thriller. It doesn't really... I wouldn't say it's scary. Um, I don't know that it's trying to be scary, necessarily. Like, it's not... Um, there's definitely, like, this... Uh, feeling of being like caught in a web that you can't escape from um but it is i don't know it's it's not good at all and um it does this weird thing when the demon whatever takes over uh they smile it looks like an emoji smile and it's really (laughs) cheesy it's much more laughable than it is scary um and uh it's pg-13 which i think hurts it with some of the kills like some of the the things we have to cut away or look away and I'm not necessarily a big advocate for, like, overly gory horror films, but sometimes when the the film itself is, like, full of, like, teen drama and stuff, those moments are so shocking, they jar you back into the, the horror element. And I think PG-13 kind of maybe hurt the movie a little bit. Yeah, PG-13 is usually 
a clear sign of a horror film being neutered. It is very unusual that a PG-13 horror film does well. It does happen. Mm-hmm. It is not often. Uh, it's, it, I believe The Ring um, and, and that, others. Yeah, and, and, and that worked. And that one worked in that instance. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's usually a sign of producer or studio interference where they want to get as much bang for their buck because they want their, the bigger audiences to come in where whereas an R you know an R rating it's not the kiss of death for horror no but uh, it it limits their box well, office return we, uh, out this weekend in fact while we're recording this is um the escape room which is rated PG13 mm-hmm. and I'm hearing mm-hmm. relatively positive things about it considering it's a January release and a PG13 horror film I expected to hear nothing but bad things and I'm hearing it's a lot of fun um, so I might actually end up checking that one out. I was a little, uh, the trend you're going to see on mine is all of them are horror films, um, with technically the exception being Boo 2, but it is the Halloween Boo 2. So, you know, it technically is a horror film. Uh, in comparison, this truth or dare, um, there's another bad one I'll bring up in a minute. Um, uh, oh yeah, there's another one. It's on Netflix, I believe, or one of the streaming services, but there, the other horror uh, one was. Uh, do you remember what that one was? It was with a bunch of kids uh, at a. Is, was it a carnival? Oh, Hellfest. Thank you, Hellfest, because that was one I wanted. I think it's uh, a couple of recognizable faces. I just their names aren't coming to my to, to um, back to my Bex memory. Taylor Klaus. That's her. Yeah, because I really do like her, uh, and typically in everything she's in. But that one, if you had to compare the two, which was the bigger loser. Oh, uh, Hellfest is not on my bottom ten. Um, Hellfest okay, was a little so more a entertaining. Sign. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, not much more, but a little more entertaining. Um, I had a much more fun time with Hellfest than I did with Truth or Dare. For okay. Sure. Cool. All right, that gives me some hope. There is one, and I know it's on streaming services. Just I'm not sure which ones. Um, called Would You Rather? Hmm. And it's not quite the same. But it's kind of a small group of people where they're brought together and they're given that choice, but not quite, you know, truth or dare. It's thematically, it sounds very close. So if you want a, a garbage double feature, pair there that, you would you rather, with um, with um, truth or dare? There it is. Listeners, if you feel like listening to or watching mediocre horror movies, check those out. Um, that said, we're going to number three. Corey, oh, actually, wait, Corey, did you see truth or dare? I did not see Truth or Dare. Okay, well then I was right to move on to number three. What do you got for number three? Yes. Um, I have, this is from this year, or last year, sorry. Um, still typing 2018 at work too, guys. Um, <laughs> to, <laughs> and I have to date like everything that I work on at work, so that's bad. Um, I had to go with Happy Time Murders. Oh. That, seeing sense. this movie was not my choice but it was a friend's birthday and he always went with me and another friend to see whatever movies we wanted to see so how would i say no i mean I, yeah I'm, i was surprised you saw this actually um yeah <laughs> it was kind of it wasn't my choice it was me being a good friend um it was just so bad I don't need to see pornographic puff- puppets. It's not a thing I need to see. No, I mean if you're gonna if you're gonna do that, go with the way back when I want to say Peter Jackson associated Meet the Feebles. Yes, it is Peter Jackson. Um, well, okay, so this movie, uh, The Happy Time Murders, has a 27 meta score, but I want to note that it's directed by Brian Henson. It's not some like new puppeteer. Like it's it's the Brian Henson. Yeah, that's that's the other part is Jim Henson's the Henson Studios were involved, so you think. 
mm-hmm. it would add a little more quality to and it. And they try to go like with a, a, a noir type vibe, and it works in small doses. Um, there's a lot of things that don't add up, uh, and it, I think the story goes a little bit too far. Um, I did laugh at moments, um, but yeah, the meta score is 27. The uh, average rating is 5.3. Um, it's not one I ever am gonna rewatch. Uh, Joe McHale's in it. Um, it's not enough. Uh, you get um, Maya Rudolph is probably my favorite part of the movie. Like she's yeah. she's the uh, the secretary to um, the puppet uh, detective. Who's I can't find who voiced the puppet detective, but um, she's hilarious and. Uh yeah, it's it's a mediocre movie at best. Um, but obviously it did not sit well for Corey. Um, do you remember anything specific other than you already mentioned the pornographic stuff? But <laughs> <laughs> I'm just uncomfortable. Um, I don't know. Oh yeah, no. It, it there's a there's several scenes in it that are uh, messed up. Um, and some of the jokes work. A lot of them don't. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's 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 such an odd movie. It's really surprised. I'm really surprised it got made at all. Um, and some of the there's like they try to have these like smart like social commentary jokes, but they don't really work. And uh, it's just yeah, it's bad. Um, but again, not on my bottom ten. But oh <laughs> uh, yeah, hmm. Mike, that's one you can skip at the red box. Don't don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, oh, I I have um, red box has been very. Uh, left me very wanting lately, and that one I've looked at, looked at, and nope, nope, can't do it. I cannot pay for it unless I have a code, and I don't want to waste the code because I've done that. I rented, um, um I rented uh on Saturday, no Friday. I rented on Friday. I rented um, Mandy, the Nicolas Cage movie. How was it? Everybody is buzzing about it. I don't understand why. Is why? I don't know. It has an eighty-two on Metacritic. It is not for me. Um, it might. It's very artsy, and then it's very trashy. Like I, I said, it's a combination of uh, Nicholas Winding Refn and Sam Raimi. Like it's like Evil Dead Two meets Neon Demon, and it, it just. Uh, but it's it misses something from both of those things. But you get what I'm like. It's overly artistic visually, and then it's got like over the top like bloody killing stuff, demons, uh, with one liners. Um, it, it, I. I liked one scene, and I do want to point out that both myself, not both, I'm sorry, Big Tuna, myself, and Matt from What I Watch Tonight all disliked that movie, despite the overwhelming critical reception of Mandy. Um, but then I also rented The Rider, um, R-I-D-E-R. I love that movie, and uh, highly recommend, Mike, if you go to Redbox, check that one out. Um, and then today... We rented uh, Crazy Rich Asians, which I watched earlier with my wife. That was my rewatch, her first time. I, I actually liked the movie more the second time. Um, and she's finishing A Simple Favor right now, which I loved. And I was uh, wanted to finish it, but we were recording, so I had to walk away. But Well, I'm looking at Mandy. I'm I, Yeah, that seems... the whole, Even the cover's got a very similar Neon Demon yeah, the scheme color to it. Yeah, Um it's super trippy Pan, um, and psychedelic. I'm gonna, I'm gonna butcher this name though. Panos Cosmatos. Yeah, I, th- uh, I think so. Uh, uh, I didn't. Re- uh, I guess he did what camera and something for Tombstone way back when. I guess. But I guess that doesn't translate enough because that was '93 and it's taken this long to. I don't uh, know. Uh, yeah. Nicholas Cage. Uh, I, I tried giving. I think is it Drive Angry a chance. Mm. And yeah. mm, I don't know. 
I don't know. He's hit or miss. All right. Well, Most, uh, mostly miss lately. <laughs> Corey's number three was uh, Happy Time Murders, starring Melissa McCarthy. And uh, now we're moving on to Mike. Number three. What is your number three movie you wish you could return? All right. Well, since we were speaking of sequels, I was anyway, and I am here again with another sequel. This one, however, was not nearly as soul-crushing as my previously mentioned one, although you would think that would affect the position because I, you know, or the rank of it on my list. Uh, in any case, this didn't leave me, you know, as as betrayed and angry as, as the Cloverfield Paris paradox did, but you could definitely feel Guillermo del Toro's absence or. Uh, in Pacific Rim Uprising, oh. I made, <laughs> I actually made the rare trip to the theater to watch this, and it proved that I could equally be saddened by something on the big screen as as I can be by something uh, as a direct to streaming. Um, this, it just, it didn't. I mean, the first one was a little hokey. I really got into it, and the first one really appealed to that whole kaiju. Uh, aesthetic that i grew up with a lot of us and i think that's what hit with the people that really loved the original pacific rim and it had more i mean uh he didn't return for this one but charlie hunan yeah charlie hunan hunan thank you um he i wasn't too sure of him in crimson peak but in pacific rim he worked and not having him in this one i, I kind of liked the way they tied it but they tried to uh, just the way they had John Boyega and the female lead uh, uh, just try to it almost felt like they were trying too hard to play off of uh, what he had done in The Force Awakens and it, it, it just after a while it kind of you know how I think we talked I don't know if you, if you and I were talking no I know who it was I know who it was we were having lunch I had lunch with someone and we were talking about how the, the fight scenes just to become a blur and you don't realize, okay, well, who's this? And it just all becomes a jumble. And that's what I felt like. Hmm. It just didn't, it, it just felt like a cash grab and they got my cameo and it worked because I went to the theater to see it. And I know my son went, I think he was pretty disappointed too. So, so I also defended this movie. I don't think this is like an epic movie, but I liked it. I think I gave it uh, my uh, decent watch rating, which is the middle of the field. Um, I, I love John Boyega. He definitely won it for me. Callie uh, Spaney, who I believe is the female lead. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Scott Eastwood is a, a dead wood walking. Um, he's a bored, uh, stiff as could be. But, you know, <laughs> yep. um, I, I got past that. Charlie Day is ridiculous. Um, and there's some, but I still had fun overall um, with the movie. And I, I am a big fan of the first one as well. And I, I do like uh, monster fighting movies like this um, in general. I tend to like be positive about them. I'm very much excited about Go- uh, Godzilla King of Monsters coming out oh, this yeah. year. Um, and yeah, I like I like I'm forgiving with these films. So I, I went in kind of expecting this to feel like a Power Rangers movie, and I thought it did. Um, maybe even better than the Power Rangers movie. So, and see, I got into the Power Rangers movie. Both my son and I did. I remember yeah. seeing that. Oh, um, I liked it too. But I'm just saying, like that's how I kind of took this one. I I, I knew it wasn't going to be as serious or uh, dour as uh, Del Toro's take on it because Del Toro is not that type of filmmaker. He's much more serious with his uh, source material. Even if the source material doesn't feel serious, he is and. Um, this was not going to be that movie. And I thought, you know, I thought it worked. It's not, again, not perfect by any means, nor am I like saying it's the best movie of the year, but I liked it more than most from what I've heard. And Corey, you skipped it, right? 
I did. <laughs> now, no, are, not a bad, not a bad choice. You're a Del Toro fan. Did you see the original? I'm pretty sure Bill and I watched it a while ago. Ah, okay. Well, no worries. Um, all right. Well, let's get to my number three. Uh, Mike's number four, Cloverfield Paradox, was a Netflix original. My number three is a Netflix original, but it's not the same movie. Um, mine is The Open House. Uh, and I watched this with my wife. Uh, she saw the trailer for it and was like, hey, this looks really good. And then I saw that its lead was uh, Dylan Mignette, who I am uh, generally I've liked. He's um, he's in the uh, American remake of Let Me In. He was in Don't Breathe. Uh, but his big claim to fame was 13 Reasons Why, which I'm guessing... Um, Netflix made some kind of deal with him that made him do this horrible mm-hmm. movie uh, in order to maybe be the lead in 13 Reasons Why. Um, it also stars Piercy Dalton, Patricia Bethune, basically people I'm not super familiar with, uh, directed by Matt Angel and Suzanne Coote and written by them, um, and they should be ashamed of themselves. Uh, no offense, guys, but this movie is garbage. Um, the premise is a teenager and his mother find themselves besieged by threatening forces when they move into a new ho- a new house. Uh, it has a 3.3 IMDb user score out of 22,000 votes. So gives you an indication of how bad this movie is. It is horrible. It, I mean, to the point of torture. It's only an hour and 34 minutes long. It felt like three. Um, and I'm not exaggerating. I, I thought I'd given up my whole evening by the time this movie ended. It, it was torture. Um, I genuinely think it's one of the worst things I've watched this year. It's not the worst thing, but it's so, so bad. Um, and the ending tries to finally uh, give you the premise that they've been selling you the whole time. And it's so awful. It is just like the most crap movie ever. And it, it almost, you can tell that they thought they were really clever with how it ends. And that makes it worse. It, it makes you like mad. Like, really? Really, have you ever seen another horror movie? Because, wow, this is trash. And I, I've i been waiting to talk bad about this movie since I saw it. And I saw it earlier in the year, I think. Or at least it feels like it. Um, yeah, The Open House, guys. If you if it pops up on your Netflix feed, skip it. Um, I may not. I mean, um, one, it's... I've probably seen it and decided to skip it just on my own, but now the additional because sometimes I gotta watch something bad. Yeah. Uh, but to be truthful, just hearing that title makes me think, oh, this must be some in-depth study of some sort of realty or realtor. <laughs> uh, well, that back is from you know the 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 premise is um, okay. So they they're not. It says they move into a new house, which is inaccurate. They are staying at a friend's house who is also simultaneously trying to sell their house. And so the, uh, the stipulation is that they have to leave on, like on a Saturday because they're having an open house. And the real conceit is that once uh, the open house is the kind where people just kind of come in and leave, but what if somebody didn't leave? What if they came in no. and then hid? Like, oh, cause it's a big um, house. So yeah, there that's... is another movie that has this premise that I really liked. It was creepy, but it probably oh. I shouldn't like that. It probably uh, worked better. The, uh, well, and and, and ooh, it was it was to me it was creepy. It worked for me, but I can't remember the name of it. That really is going to bug me. Um, uh, I, I, there is one I can remember. It's a Thai West one that I really liked. It had to do, but it was a haunted inn called the Innkeepers. Oh, oh we love that. Big fan. I love the innkeeper. Yeah, yeah. Keepers, Pat Healy's that's in not that. The one I'm, 
Um, that one works really well, but this one, it, it's a very similar premise, a, teenage, uh, a teenager, uh, just a family and a teen girl. And I mean, even if you go some... back to Black Christmas, that's a similar premise that there's yeah, somebody yeah, living there's in, somebody the, in the... the sorority house, you know? Um, well, to be uh, to be truthful, I um, I I joke, you know, because I always like to lock the door that comes in from the garage, and I always like to make sure things and and be like, okay, well, this was someplace. I, I, my mind plays tricks on me and thinks that things get moved around because that's that's truly a horrible thing to you know. I wouldn't want to be you know have someone living in the attic. That would just. T- ooh. That's mm-hmm. this is this is this is my what the, my mind goes through. Um, oh yeah. But anyway. Well, hey, Corey. Uh, so I you think don't have an attic, so you're. you're I lucky. do not. I do not. Um, Corey, uh, did you didn't see the open house either, right? No, but it did come up in my whatever, uh, and I did want to watch it, but I remembered you said it wasn't good. <laughs> see, I saved you, uh, Kathy. <laughs> it was weird because I don't remember what movie she watched that gave her this uh, trailer. Um, cause she doesn't usually like horror and she like recommended this. This has happened twice. Uh, I think the, the previous year we did this, I think one of the movies she did this with, uh, I can't think of what it's called now, but it was something like it was a city in Florida and that one was really bad. another horror movie that she just randomly was like, Oh, that looks interesting. And it was absolute garbage. Um, so yeah, I try not to let my wife pick horror movies. She doesn't like them anyways, but then randomly she'll get one. And <laughs> she's like, so Hey, funny. let's watch this. But all right. Uh, there was another one she picked. I can't remember it either that you've said it was terrible. So yeah. Yeah. It, but then she's, she's, I found East side sushi because of her, which is that an was excellent movie. I like that one. And I've got so um, not the horror. Yeah, horror is a uh, she's and again to be fair, she didn't watch it and recommend it. She saw a trailer and recommended it, and so it just happened to not pan out. All right, Corey, what's your number two uh, movie you wish you could return? I feel like this is gonna be your number one, mm. but I had to go with Slender Man. I mm. felt like going into this movie, it probably wasn't gonna be that good, but I was hopeful. Or something it was just bad i i can't even like put into words what was bad about it because it, it was all bad you know what i mean there's not just one thing to pinpoint and it makes me sad isn't her name joey king yes mm-hmm. i yeah. feel like she can make a comeback <laughs> i just want her to but be good she hasn't had anything lately and i feel for her because i really like her she and... was a terrific young actress uh yeah, her last couple of things have not been great. Although the kissing so, booth on need, Netflix got a lot of love. It, it did. Even uh, though she it needed that. She needed that. Be uh, more selective. I want you to make a comeback. She needs a, she needs a better agent. She's in the Tom Hanks phase where he, she needs to either find someone to help her pick better projects or it's she's we're going to be reading sad stories about her. Aww. Not that I wish that. I don't wish that on her. I want her to do well. Mm-hmm. But um, I will hold my thoughts. I'm not confirming or denying oh. if it's my number one or not. But uh, oh. we'll go to Mike's number two. All right. Um, I think I probably picked this one out of the sheer hilariousness to me of the accents in it. And even though probably some people might feel that Jennifer Lawrence really tried, really, really, really tried. I just couldn't get over that part. And oh. uh, that alongside the sheer brutality of Red Sparrow, mm-hmm. something I, I'm not averse to brutality. I'm not averse to the viscera, 
uh, it just caught me off guard. I just didn't expect it. And I, I, I got shocked and it's hard to shock me anymore. And this one did. Um, I'm guessing not only is working with children and animals a bad idea, but working with accents is a difficult <laughs> thing um, and should likely be avoided. Uh, I know it feels probably silly to be harping on that, but it just, for me, was so distracting it took away from the viewing of it. Um, there are some films that deal with it very well. Um, uh, perfect for me, the perfect example would be The Hunt for Red October, where they start in Russian and they, it's a seamless transition into English where it makes sense. And it does. it's done very subtly. Uh, in this case, it did not do that at all. And you're bombarded with bad accents, an enormousness of violence, very painful violence, and um, a whole lot of Jennifer Lawrence in a certain way. Um, yeah, it's very yeah. exploitative with that. Yeah, it, it really is. And some people might be down with that. And that doesn't offend me, and neither does the violence. I just couldn't get – it just broke. I, I couldn't get into it. Once yeah. I just started doing that. I severely dislike this movie. It is not in my top ten or bottom ten. Um, but uh, I, I'm i not a big Jennifer Lawrence supporter. I don't dislike her, but I do find um, – I think she's severely overrated. And I think Prisoners and Red Sparrow are great examples of them being uh, – that she's overrated. Um, she's done good work, but, I mean, you know, she has to be cast correctly. I don't think she was cast correctly in this movie. Um, I think the movie has a lot of problems with the writing. I like Joel Edgerton in general, but uh, mm -hmm. I, there's just a lot off with this film. Uh, and it tries really hard to be like, ooh, look how spy thriller we are. And it's really <laughs> not. Um, it just, bleh. I, I totally forget. I actually forgot. When you said Jennifer Lawrence, I'm like, what movie was she? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw that. Um, the accent is what made me remember, though, because I was like, oh, okay. Um yeah, I agree, Mike. Not a great movie, um, but you know, some people liked it. It it does have a fifty three meta score and a six point six IMDb user score, um, and it sparked some of the controversy with Movie Pass because I believe oh. Movie Pass was only letting you see this movie oh, like the weekend it came out. Like, yeah, I can't. I might be wrong. Maybe this is the one they weren't letting you see, and they were pushing you to towards another one that came out that weekend. Like. One was blocked and one was not. I can't remember if it was Red Sparrow that was blocked or if it was the one they were pushing. But either uh, way, I bet, you that, I bet you they were pushing it, and that's the beginning of the end. It's like uh, old school payola where you're getting you're mm -hmm. forced into a choice, or you, you know, well, sort of payola. But interesting. This was almost my number one pick. Um, you'll see what I ended up promoting, so to speak, or demoting, either or, uh, to my number one. All right. Well, with that. Um, my number two, actually, wait, Corey, did you see Red Sparrow? No. Yeah, I didn't think that. It didn't seem like something you would see, but then again, I didn't think you'd go see Happy Time Murder, so there you go. <laughs> um, my number two, um, is one of the only movies I've ever fallen asleep in the theater watching, um, oh. and it's Winchester from 2018. Uh, <laughs> it has a 28 score and a 5.4 IMDb user score. And I was really hopeful for this movie, mainly because Helen Mirren's in it. Like, Dame Helen Mirren is... Uh, not Dame... I'm sorry. That's Dame Judy, Judy Dench. Helen Mirren, though, an actress, well-regarded, well a, a very good actress. Mm -hmm. um, and then Jason Clark, who I've realized I don't like as an actor in most roles. Uh, specifically this one, though. Um, there's a part, guys, where uh, they have Winchester rifles, hence it's the Winchester... Um, 
uh, mansion and, and house, which is a really cool real life story. If you want to like read in on it, it's actually really compelling, which makes this movie all the more tragic because it is a really interesting story on its own. And yet they, f- they flail at this. There is a part where they shoot a ghost guys with a gun, like a real gun, a ghost Hold gets on. shot. Um, that happens. Oh, I'm going to put my headset down. I'll be back later. Yeah. Uh, so now they, they try to give you an explanation as to why, uh, but it doesn't work. Um, it is awful. And, uh, I won't say there isn't some, like, I probably jumped once or twice, but I literally nodded off like three times during this movie. And so did the two people I was with big tuna and, uh, editor of burkreviews.com, David, we were all there and all of us dozed off. So it's not like, oh, I didn't get enough sleep that day. It's just that tedious of a movie. And it's only an hour and 40 minutes. Um, Matt, from what I watched tonight, also uh, not a fan of Winchester. Uh, just such a shame. It could have been a really cool movie. It is it is really bad. Um, and again, I, I like horror. Like If you just look at my, my top five here, it looks like I don't like horror. I do. But bad horror can be the worst, and this was so bad. Um, and not even, like, budgeting-wise, but there are some clear editing issues where, like, you can tell stuff got left out that they filmed, or maybe they didn't have time to film, and, and there's just this big leap in uh, time, uh, and not in a way that makes sense. It's just, like, a clear error in editing. Um, it's that type of bad. It, it's, it's a shame. Um, Winchester, 2018. I don't recommend it. Did uh, either of you see it? I have not. I have passed it over because I've heard these talk about it uh, with a, a, an enormous amount of contempt. And I really like Helen Mirren. But yeah, I will have to. It would be one of those I'd have to force myself to watch just um, if there's nothing else to watch. Keep my, I... This is a year with Look, none. It's, still, too, it's, you know. make, it's making you sleepy still, too. It's such a boring movie. Uh, Corey, did you you didn't see it? I didn't, and I wanted to, but then you said it was so bad because it is a dream of mine to go to California, and I want to go to Salinas, and I want to see where John Steinbeck lived and all that stuff, but I really want to go to the Winchester Mystery House. I It is a very interesting story, and there are so many photos online, so yeah, there I are. feel like people should check it out, and the story is just so in, insane slash intriguing. And to have as much money as she did and just, you know, and it all started with the fortune teller. So we'll leave it there. But I did want to see this and then you said all that and then I didn't. I'd say you're probably better off. But if you want to give it a chance, it's on. You can rent it now and see how it is. Why would I give it money? Oh, well. All right. Then we're at number one. Corey, what is your number one movie you wish you could return from 2018? Oh, my gosh. So my, my... um. There were some droughts there for a while where there weren't really many movies coming out and I was going to one or two a week because the movie passed and um, I don't even remember when this one came out last year, but I'm pretty sure they spent all of the budget on David Tennant and just from this, just from this performance, I don't know if I would want to see him in anything else, but I had to choose Bad Samaritan. Hmm. I want to punch anyone that had anything to do with this movie in the arm. It was so stupid. Just just in the arm? I wasn't going to say face. That seemed very violent. Um, And I didn't want, you know, anyone who's listening to this, judge me, Mike. But it was so bad. I just turned and looked. And it was the same friends. 
that I saw Happy Time Murders with, and it was my girlfriend who picked this one. And I would just turn. Do you you maybe need to find new friends? No, we mostly watch good movies. Like, we mostly watch good movies. This was, we both had movie pass. So um, we just ah, went to see, you lots were probably of forced. You were probably forced by movie pass. Maybe watch. it yeah. was during that. I remember that um, decline. Big Tuna uh, saw this one and and stopped me from going. I had planned to see it, and he was I, like, "He's like, no, don't, just just skip it." Can't tell you how many times I just stopped looking at the screen and looked over at her, and I remember she was on my left because I remember just turning so many times. It was so stupid, so bad. Oh Jesus. Yeah, it has anyway, a 42 Metascore. Um, I feel like that's really high. Um, it stars uh, David Tennant, Robert Sheehan, who is also in Mortal Engines that just came out, which uh, is not very good either. Um, but oh, I, I bummer, like him in Mortal Engines. Um, directed by Dean Dev- Devlin? Who did, oh, yeah, uh, he's one of the, the Independence Day duel. But he also wrote the 1998 Godzilla movie, so let's not Ooh. overlook that. Um because wow, that was pl- that was I mean, can I just tonight. read you the synopsis? I'm going to read the synopsis. Yes, do it. A pair of burglars stumble upon a woman being held captive in a home they intended to rob. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that was in wasn't the what's the one? Don't don't breathe. Oh Jesus, kind I hate of, that. Yeah. There, yeah, but that we don't. That's not something that we know right away, right? No. no, not at all, not at all. Well, and I mean, it's hinted at, but the, but that movie was stupid too. He hasn't oh, yeah, directed much, but he also directed Geostorm from 2017, <laughs> oh, um, which looked no. like a great piece of cinema. Yeah, so yeah, his his caliber is maybe a little questionable. Um, yeah, Bad Samaritan, a film that I've heard not good things about, so uh, probably worth skipping. I have, I did on the the trust of Big Tuna, so. Um, all right, Mike, what's your number one? Okay, this was not my original number one pick, and I'll be honest, um, I am still in the last 30 minutes of it. That's how involved I am in it, because I'm just letting it run in the background, and I'm not, at this point not really paying attention because I just don't care. Oh, man. And um, Well, I do and I don't. Um, the level of incompetence it just abounds in this. In what should have been a riveting biopic, of Titanic proportions. This was a pick of mine, uh, one last year. I mean, casting John Travolta as John Gotti. Oh man, <laughs> may ha- I can't believe you're that. watching it. <laughs> I, me neither, um, because I've even read about it, and even from the get-go, he does this break the fourth wall thing at the beginning, and it's ridiculous. And not only that, why one of the mobsters has to spell out all the five boroughs to someone that has lived in new york all their lives it's ridiculous and insulting yeah i am not a native well no i am a native new yorker i felt insulted that they had to mention queens the bronx manhattan you know all i'm not going to mention them all because uh, why why would a mobster it's just stupid and then at that not only that it's switching now okay is this about john Gotti, or it seems to be flipping back and forth between his son as well um not on top of that, it, it feels to me as if he, he was revisiting Chili Palmer with a whole lot less charisma and likability. <laughs> Every few minutes, I mean, even a few minutes into this, I wanted him to get what was coming to him. I, I, maybe that could be the point, but, you know, in Scarface, you're kind of rooting for the bad guy, but, you know, he deserves what he gets. 
and it's like oh until you see that but in this one i'm like okay where's the assassin with a shotgun just to take him out i i don't i i don't he was supposedly in real life this affable charming the dapper dawn and this is not how this film plays he's he just is not I'm not, I'm not looking to idolize the guy at all. The guy yeah. obviously is a mob boss, but I I, I just don't. Um, I, I can't listen to West End Girls the same way anymore, which I don't. Oh. Know, one of one of my least favorite songs of the Pet Shop Boys, but they uh, I guess they needed needed some money because they cleared it for a car bombing scene. And wow! Yeah, and it's just. Sense. Yeah, and that makes sense. Um, I'm in. They're they're in another trial scene, and I know he's probably going to get off because he was the Teflon Don as well. I wanted to. I picked it because I, you know John Travolta and this guy's a, you know this is a legendary mob. Uh, this is no Goodfellas that we've got going on here, which they actually mentioned Goodfellas <laughs> uh, as oh. a term, not so much a film. But I'm like, uh, just no. And this totally pushed it all the way to the number one pile, way over Red Sparrow, way over uh, the amount of contempt I'm feeling just having it. And I'm glancing over and looking at it and looking at this smug expression on his face. You got me, John Travolta. You got me. I'm giving him I'm I'm, I'm going to Marco Corleone. If I see him, kiss him on both sides. You, you, you know what I mean? Just the Fredo kiss off. Oh, Sorry, man. buddy. Well. This was another movie that uh, Redbox, not Redbox, I'm sorry, MoviePass uh, backed. They were uh, promoting it. It was like when you would open the app, they were like, go see Gotti. And you're like, what? Um, uh, It did not come close enough to us, but it was one of Mike's picks. Um, It it got some, something happened. Yeah, there was issues with it. Um, It didn't go everywhere like it was supposed to. It, It just was so bad. And I, I didn't see it, uh, though. That's the only movie on your list I didn't see, Mike. You you wrecked me at the end. Um, oh! The, he, he did, you'd like, we like he's your own Fredo. He's, you can give him the kiss off as you well. You betrayed me. Um, I was I was going to have five for five, and instead uh, I end up with four for five, and neither Corey you, or myself met you, our goals. You broke my heart, Gotti. You broke my heart. You, 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 you stabbed me in the back. Um... All right, uh, <laughs> that's Mike's number one. If if it's not obvious at this point, my number one is Slender Man from 2018. <laughs> um, it has a 30 Metascore, a 3.2 IMDb user score. Actually, that 30 is really high. I don't know what happened with the critics there. Um, directed by Sylvan White, uh, who has done some good stuff. He did Losers and Stomp the Yard. Um, but hmm. uh, somehow he did this trash, which I feel like... Um, th- th- it does need a little bit of, of explanation as to why the movie is as bad as it is. There was a whole arc that was cut out of the film because the studio was afraid it was too close to the real-life situation. Now, if you're not familiar with Slenderman, he is a creepypasta creation. I believe creepypasta. If not, it's an internet myth that became uh, a popular video game and then into a movie. Um, and in fact, there's several movies that are based on the character that just are lower budget. Um, I don't think they're all called Slenderman, but they all feature a Slenderman-esque character. There's a real-life uh, murder happened where two girls killed their a friend or killed a somebody they knew. I don't know what the right term is. And they blamed Slenderman for them doing it. And there was an, a, a storyline in this movie that basically paralleled that real-life story. 
and they trim it out almost completely. But the movie had already been filmed, so there's these big gaps in logic, uh, which was probably already a gap anyways. But there are huge chunks of the movie not in the movie, making it feel disconnected and, and garbage. But the ultimate worst part, which um, anyone who saw this I think will agree, there is a, uh, a make-out scene that uh, starts <laughs> to feel like they're going to have sex or whatever. And all of a sudden, the girl starts, like, tripping out, and she's, we cut to the guy who's, like, laying on top of her, and it's the cheesiest, silliest horror thing ever, where, like, his face is, like, his eyes are black circles, and it starts, like, shaking, and the camera's zooming out, and it's shaking, and it's this loud screaming sound. It's so ridiculously bad um, that both my daughter, who came with me to see Slenderman, and I tried to get Mike to come with me, but he was smart and did not... Um, my daughter and I both laughed, like, not like we were enjoying it. It was this laugh of, like, incredulousness, just like, ha, what? <laughs> like, what is happening? Um, yeah, my, my daughter and I both, uh, hated this movie. We were, we walked out of the theater ranting about how bad it was. Um, and I, again, am a big Joey King fan. Uh, she's great in, um, the two Zach Braff movies that she's a part of, the, uh, Wish You Were Here and um, the remake of the, uh, oh, I can't think of what it's called, with Morgan Freeman and Alan Alden, Alan Arkin and um, and Morgan, did I already say Morgan Freeman? Um, Michael Caine. Uh, oh, man, I can't, uh, Going in Style, I think is what it's called. She plays yep. the granddaughter to Michael Caine. Really, really good in that movie. Um, but, and she's in a few other things where she's good, but, yeah, this movie is not a good example. Um, she... It's not that she's bad in it, though, to be fair, but she does have some line reads that are not very good, and this movie in general is just garbage. Um, there's so many things that don't make sense. Uh, it's not scary. I mean, it's easily one of the worst things I've seen, period, but definitely the worst movie I saw in 2018. Um, I hated this film. I think I gave it half a star on Letterboxd and Oof, that's I, a half a star too generous, sir. It probably is. If uh, you could do a quarter or eighth, that might be okay. But yeah, um, it's, it's super bad. I highly recommend you skip it. Uh, listener, if you haven't seen it, um, it, it's so, so bad. Uh, not scary at all. Uh, there's, a, it's not so bad that it's funny either. Like again, the one moment that made us laugh, we were laughing more at like, how could anyone think that was a good idea to put it in the movie? Um, so yeah, that's my number one, uh, which was Corey's number two. Um, and that's our top five, uh, movies we wish we could return. But even though these were our worst movies, uh, that we saw last year, um, there's still some we want to mention, uh, in our honorable mentions, or maybe we should call this segment dishonorable mentions, uh, for this time around. Um, Corey, do you have any dishonorable mentions you wanted to throw out there? I do. Um, I went with Call Me By Your Name. It was so boring, I couldn't even finish it. What? Wow. Yep. Oh my oh, god, Corey, so that's bad. insane. So bad. That movie's amazing. Um, Disregard what no. Corey just said. No. It's so boring. If you want to feel like you're spending your whole summer to get through a movie, go ahead. Corey um, doesn't have any any love, apparently. Uh, <laughs> election? <laughs> Um, Avengers Infinity War. That's no big surprise. I love that they just gave up on her accent in this one. I was just like, what? Wait, hold on um, a second. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not following. Are you saying that yeah. Avengers Infinity War is a movie you wish you didn't see? Isn't that... 
Infinity War. Yeah. What? I am. Oh my god. Yep. I don't understand I what's don't happening. Like, I don't really like the comic book movies anyways, and this one, I just, I'm just done. Oh my Hotel god. Artemis. I... Don't, I like Hotel I Artemis. My headphone- I, I gotta take my headphones off. I know. Corey's <laughs> going for our jugulars with this. What I the? am. I think she's trying to punch us in other regions in our face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe in the guts. No. no. I, I, so... It rhymes with guts. It rhymes with guts, for sure. <laughs> I feel like you just... You know, if this got raided... No, I'm kidding. Um, And then I am gonna also include The Last Unicorn. Oh, I... I didn't Get like that out. either. No, I Get didn't like out. that either. No. Can we no. talk about the cheesy Don't ASS even talk music? About... <laughs> Leave America alone. No, it was so bad. It was really bad. It was bad. Listen here, Sister Golden Hair. <laughs> Golden Hair, I'm out of here. Bye. I think, That's Mike, you saw that movie. By America. You saw that movie as a kid, though, right? Yes, and it has a special. Stop killing my child. Yeah, that's. I, yeah, feel see, like... I feel like we watched it. As last year, club last year, I feel like that's way different. No, it's not meant for you. Like you have to be. You have to go back in time. You have to Benjamin Button and become a child again. How dare you? Your hearts are. Dead. Why don't I just use it's my handy dandy time machine? It's the last unicorn ever. How dare you? Yeah, I didn't like that movie either, Corey. I totally agree. <laughs> Both of you are soulless. You have no child left like inside. My, my inner man child is very us. upset. I'm going to sit in the corner and cry. <laughs> I love how device everyone hated my my last ones. Yeah, you're uh, you're. Oh man, I'm very like. Um, and I paid twenty dollars to see Avengers. I said good day, good day, sir. Twenty dollars. Uh, I can't believe. I said good day. You're you're hurting I'm like my white glove. the I'm world. My white glove, and I'm going to challenge you to a duel, a yeah. film duel. I mean. You're you're hurting the world with the Infinity War one, Corey. Like that's a beloved movie. And call me by your she name. Just, she oh just God. snapped her fingers and immediately made half of our listeners dissolve into powdery yeah. dust. <laughs> Calm down, <laughs> Thanos. Chill out. All right. <laughs> no. All right. Let's go to Mike's. Maybe he won't be as mean. <laughs> All of mine do not kill any childhood memories, unless you're a child right now and should not be watching any of these anyway. So, um, I accidentally ran into the hive before the new year was over, and yeah, that was a mistake. I, I just, no. Uh, it's a horror movie that just, no. It's, ugh, the hive. hive. If you see something, the hive. H I V E. Yeah, and I don't know if it's intended as a reference to a hive mentality or that these characters are breaking out in these weird, dark, oozing hives. I don't know because I just didn't care. I just looked at it and I said, "Really?" and don't need, didn't even finish it. What um, is it? 2018 or? It, I, I don't recall. I really don't know. Because I found um, a it was sci-fi thriller from 2015. That must yeah. be it. Um, I, I just got around to it. I think I expanded for my honorable mentions. Uh, I had held off on these two, at least on Belly. I had remember Belly. It's one of those gangsta yeah, films. Yeah, uh, Tyrese, right? Uh, sure. Oh. Um, I don't. I don't know because everybody, all all the nice. characters. It was ah. sure. Um, well, it all blended together, and I'm like, wait, who's what? No. Uh, mm, uh. So I, I made it a double feature and watched Belly Two, Billionaires Boy Club. That oh, was a man. mistake. That was 
garbage and a flaming pile of it's a like the Billy Madison it's poop again bag of poop uh, kind of <laughs> film. I mean, I I don't even know that they spent more than fifty bucks on the thing. It was ridiculous. Um, that was an insult. Uh, the first one I could forgive more. The second one was just a train wreck, and it I kept watching. Um, <laughs> I remember seeing the end credits and being like, "Thank God." I've recently been on a documentary pick, which will oh, be yeah. handy because I know one of mine will be a pick for my next my our next oh nice uh, episodes list. But this one I should have known better because it was a Red Hot Chili Peppers unauthorized biography. Oh God! And yeah, and oh. the other warning sign was a title card at the beginning. No Red Hot Chili Peppers songs, lyrics, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, were used Whoa. because yeah. And so I'm like, what, how are they going to do this? So they basically had like the same five people interviewed over and over again. The uh, the voiceover person was just terrible. Uh, I felt like it was uh, Miss Cleo voicing it over. Oh, man. If you remember Miss yeah, Cleo I from do. back in the day. <laughs> the infomercials. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, Didn't she do like, like palm readings or something? Uh, she was yes, the something. Uh, phone teller. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I, I was like, what is this? And. I, I tried, and it's just you know those royalty-free uh, music. Uh, oh yeah, you're given. <laughs> okay, well you know the quality. It's very oh, uneven. Yeah. This the what they picked was just terrible, and they did intersperse some interviews with, I believe only, Anthony Kiedis and Flea. They got nothing from Chad Smith or Jack Irons or Hillel Slovak while he was alive or John Fuscante. Uh, it, it, I should have known better, and I especially should have known better once I saw that title card. Yep. I will save the other one because the other one that I'm thinking of is such a positive, and it's it's definitely me. Um, and my last one is A Cure for Wellness, and I think that's enough I've said about that one. Oh, I hate that. No, no, I didn't that's your boy. Layering. It's, it's, it's your, boy, your boy, Dane DeHaan. Yeah, oh, that's, we're, we've broken that up That was now. the movie that made her break up with him, yeah. Uh, we did a, a oh, movie called episode <laughs> on that one. <laughs> Um, yeah. that and then Valerian. Good choice. Good choice. Um, yeah, I thought about putting that one on there, but that's that's a given. Everybody at this point, if they don't already know Valerian, oh, Luke Besson, what have you done? I'm giving him the Fredo kiss off too. All right, so here goes my um, uh, honorable mentions, and this is basically like my six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Um, Action Point was the new uh, Johnny Knoxville led film that was basically Jackass with a story. Um, and uh, it was really not funny. Um, basically, if you want to watch Jackass, watch Jackass. This was nowhere near as entertaining. Um, it, it kind of reminded me like it wanted desperately to feel like um, Adventureland meets... Uh, what's the uh, the summer camp movie with all the really good comedians? Um, Wet Hot American uh, Summer. Uh, wet Hot. Wet hot. <laughs> yeah, like it desperately wanted to be that, but it's not. It's really, really bad. Uh, it has a 36 meta score. I I did not like it at all. I was actually bored um, for most of it. I think I, I giggled like twice, if if that, and that might be uh, too kind. Um, I got a screener. Uh, this movie official release date is 2017, but I think it was actually theatrically released in 2018, uh, but not in very many. Yeah, April 13, 2018. So I got a screener. Um, I was very excited because the cast for uh, this movie called Aardvark, it's Zachary Quinto. Jenny Slate and John Hamm, right? I'm like, are you kidding me? This sounds great. Definitely want to watch this movie. Um, it has a 37 meta score. 
uh, 4.6 IMDb user score. Um, the Aardvark, this is, this is the IMDb plot summary. The Aardvark has evolved to be one of a kind. You could say the same about Josh Norman. That's the synopsis of this freaking movie. And the Aardvark has almost nothing to do with anything. And yet it does. It's a metaphor, but oh, it's such a crap metaphor. Um, Josh Norman is uh, played by Zachary Quinto, and he is brothers to John Hamm. Um, if you've ever seen those two, bullcrap right away, right? Bad casting. Uh, but yeah, it is a trash film, and I was very, very disappointed. Um, I think they're, they're, it's trying to be like super intellectual, and it's just not. Um, not to pick on this movie too much because most people haven't even heard of it. Let's pick on one oh, that more people have heard of. Uh, it's it's the it's the Donald Trump of movies where it's a stable genius. Yes. Um, well, here's Death Wish. Uh, you mentioned this movie <laughs> hey. earlier. Uh, I am a Bruce Willis fan. I already mentioned that Hudson Hawk is a movie that I like, even though it's technically bad. Um, it stars Vincent D'Onofrio, Elizabeth Shue, kind of uh, Camilla Moro- Moroni, and then Dean Norris. Uh, poor guy. Um, directed by Eli Roth. I, I have found I don't like Eli Roth's films very much, as what I've realized this year. Between Death Wish and House with a Clock in its Walls, I, I was not a fan of either. Um, Death Wish, Vincent D'Onofrio tries real hard to be sincere in his performance. Bruce Willis could not care less that he's in a movie. Like, he is spitting out the dialogue as fast as he possibly can, and or as deadpan as he possibly can. Um, it, it is not a good movie in almost any way. Again, it's another revenge story. It's obviously a remake of the Charles Bronson films. It is much more tame, and I think that's a good thing because I think some of the uh, canon film stuff is a little too extreme at times. But um, <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? Uh, but yeah, um, Death Wish, not good. Uh, also not good, and I, I had to see this movie because of Big Tuna. Um, this is Fifty Shades Freed. Uh, we, last February, Big Tuna and I did a, uh, uh, five movie challenge where we both, uh, picked five movies for the other person to see. Um, and one of the stipulations was one of the movies had to be bad. He picked Fifty Shades Freed. Um, even though I've never seen any of the other Fifty Shades movies, uh, I feel justified in my criticism of this movie as it has a 31 meta score and a 4.5 IMDb user score. Uh, Dakota Johnson and Jamie Dornan notoriously have no chemistry, and it's a movie where we're supposed to believe they are so madly in love with each other. How does that even remotely work then? And it doesn't. Oh, I just doesn't. thought they had, like, lots of sex. I didn't realize there was a love story. Oh, it, Whoa, it, hey. by the third movie, it's more of a love story than the uh, initial film. Uh, because can now I, they're getting married and such, but can I say I'm just so glad that they're done with those movies so I don't ever have to suffer through another trailer? Yeah, for real, right? Those trailers were ugh. All right, oh. and the last one on my list, um, this is one's really interesting because it's uh, Dark Crimes. It's if you look at IMDb, it has a 2016 rating. Uh, not rating, sorry, uh, date. But if you scroll down to the release date, it is uh may of last year so it sat on a shelf for two years um always a good sign always a good sign now the reason i watched it the lead star jim carrey um in a very dark movie this is not a comedy in any way Uh, it's a crime drama thriller uh a murder investigation of a slain businessman turns to clues found in an author's book about an eerily similar crime um and it's based on an article apparently a true crime article uh, has a meta score of 24 and a uh, IMDb user score 
Um, it is one. It is dark, and it it definitely made me uncomfortable. So those things didn't help the movie. But then it's also it's just kind of trash. It's not good. There's a lot of problems. Um, I wish I, I've kind of blanked on this movie. If if it wasn't for Letterbox, I probably would have forgot that I even watched it. Um, but there it sits with my one and a half star uh, rating, um, and my probably n- number ten movie. I wish I could return that I watched in 2018. Um, that's our top five, folks. We'd love to hear from you. What movies did you hate? How mad are you at Corey for bashing Infinity War? Um, and you know, uh, I did see someone else have Black Panther on their list, so I don't understand. <sighs> Yeah, I know. I um, refuse to watch that movie at this point. Oh, jeez. Um. Anyways, Corey. Uh, <laughs> um. Just uh, never invited I, back. It was nice I knowing you guys. <laughs> finally, dig dug up the home invasion one. Oh. Uh, it's got. Is it Michael Vartan? Is that his name? I don't know. From from yes, Michael Vartan. He was on Alias with Jennifer Garner, who we already talked about. It has to do with li- moving into a new home with a new wife and his daughter. It's called Within. It worked yeah. for me. Um, Interesting. But... Well, yes. there you have it, folks. If you uh, want to reach out to us, you can find us on social media. I am at Burke Reviews. Corey? I'm not giving that out anymore for email. Corey R. Star, in case you didn't hear that. Two R's on the end for Star. <laughs> and Mike? At Server Monkey. And uh, if you like the show, please rate and review us, share it with your friends, tell people, listen to this, these guys are funny, and or they have good taste in movies, and or horrible taste in movies, uh, (laughs) i.e. Corey's selection process. But um, (laughs) uh, we'll be back in two weeks with our top movies of 2018. Uh, Clearly Infinity War won't be in Corey's. I wonder if it'll be on Mike's or mine. We'll have to wait and see. Um, But until next time, Keep watching movies. Do you like movies? Do you like podcasts? Or are you just lonely? If the answer is yes, and even if it's not, then check out the What I Watch Tonight show's filmtastic selection of podcasts Covering the entire movie verse, there's something for everyone, so come check it out. More details at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk or from all good podcast providers.